Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Melanated Faith Podcast. We're so glad you're here with us. And today we want to talk about heroes and mentors. We all have people in our lives who have inspired us and shaped us. And today we want to talk about who those people have been for us. So Catherine, um, do you remember who your first mentor was and how old were you? Yeah, I mean, I think the obvious answer to this question would be my mom would probably be the first person I feel like that mentored me and just like watching her, you know, care for our family, care for her family, her parents, seeing how she cares for her friends. Like, it's like one of the things my mom is like the ultimate kind of like caregiver, caretaker kind of person. And so, you know, any sort of significant anything that was going on in her friend's life, like she was going to make a meal, she was going to come by, you know. And so I feel like for me, like I see that in my like self where I'm like, okay, you know, chicken spaghetti is kind of the go to like Freeman family, like if you have something going on in your life. So I would say my mom would be the first. And then I think in terms of like just like formal mentorship outside of my family, I would go with um, a woman named Ruth Foreman, who was a youth group leader. And when I met her was just like single black woman, had worked in government and politics. Um, but I kind of knew her just as like a youth worker. And so just like watching her and being discipled by her and then like watching her kind of go through dating. And then when she got married to her husband and just just a really godly woman who was like super invested in like um, a group of like us who grew up in the youth ministry together. And so um, I would say my mom and then I would, yeah, Ruth Foreman would probably be my earliest, most formative mentors. What about you? Um, first of all, I love what you're talking about, about your mom and the way she takes care of people and yeah. like what you've learned from that. Okay. Before I answer I have to know, like, do you feel like the caretaker in you and the way you show up for people? Is that kind of because of what you've learned from her? Yeah. I mean, I think the big thing with my mom is like, she's like a very like empathetic person. I mean, I don't, I am in no way as I don't want to intimate that. I I was like, I just, she has like the patience of Job. She's a very long suffering person. I feel like I struggle with that. And it like, she's so aspirational when it comes to that and just what it means to be like a long obedience kind of in the same direction. Um, but I know that like when I like that in me definitely comes from her. And I think the way I, yeah, I think like, especially in the season in our family life, like friends are so important and Mm -hmm. like investing in people, is like one of the most important things you can do. And I will say this, even as an introvert that like needs my alone time, like your community and the time that you like take away from your work or even just, yeah, I just feel like that. I think sometimes we treat friendship as like something like frivolous or like added, but Mm. I, it is, I think for my mom, like I've seen, it is so crucial to your ability to like flourish as a human being. And so I think showing up for people, like I, I don't do this as much anymore, but I think I would always try to find a way to like show up for my friends. So I would like write note cards or like, I loved sending things in the mail to people. I do still send Christmas cards. Um, I still like her sort of, I I recently learned, I've always called it chicken spaghetti, but the recipe is actually for chicken tetrazzini. Hmm. I don't know the difference. But (laughs) we, you know, like I have made that for friends and uh, who've had welcome babies, who've lost family members. So I do feel like this, 
which and I know my mom would say she gets that from her mom. So I feel like this sort of like thread kind of running through um, our family life of like, yeah, just like noticing people like mm-hmm. and noticing what people are going through and like even in like the smallest ways, like even if you're not like the biggest cook, which I am not like I'm faith is the chef in this <laughs> podcast situation. But I think people just want to know you care and however yeah. you do that and show up for them, you know, and, uh, you know, I've bought friends like manicures or pedicures. You know, it doesn't have to be this elaborate, costly thing. I think, yeah, yeah that's the biggest thing I've learned from my mom. It's like how much people just benefit from like the deep soul joy that comes from mm-hmm. quality friendships and yeah that someone is looking for you and noticing yeah. like you seem like you're having a hard time how can I support you I love that and I can attest to the fact that you do so well with sending cards I was saying this to myself the other day I was like Catherine does so good with that like she's so good at that y'all when I tell you I hate the mail oh my god <laughs> I hate the mail. I hate opening my mail. You know, my bills do get paid on time, but I hate opening the mail. Okay. I'm like, y'all do the E, 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 send it to me. And then I don't love mailing things. But lately, because I released a book, I've had to go to the mail so many times. (laughs) And I'm like, I got to love the mail. Okay. I have got to love the mail. So... (laughs) Anyways, but I I really admire that about you and the way that you've shown up. I mean, you've done that for me several times, just like mailed me something. And, um, you know, in the day and age that we have, this digital age, you know, getting something in the mail from a friend is like so special because if you're like me and that's not your strong suit, like it's a big deal, you know? So anyways, I love that. I love that about you so much. I love it's hard. Yeah. The post office. I have a love hate relationship with the post office. Yeah. But I, yeah, I just love that. I mean, I, yeah, I'm really bad about checking my mail. I actually have really funny stories about sending friends things and then like months later being like, Oh, I just went to my mail for the first time in a month. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, cause I feel like to your point in this like digital age. So I mean, um, but who, yeah, who, I think it is like name? really special and like people are like, wow, you made an effort to go because people know what going to the post office yes, is like. to so get pardon? a stamp. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I went to the post office and they didn't even have stamps. And I was like, where do I get it from? Does the grocery store still have stamps? Because that's where my mom used to get them from. And um, yeah, I just I was so shook. I was like, how can y'all not have stamps? You are the place to have this. Yeah, that's like the one thing I'm like, get it together. Like, you don't want to post office. We don't want you to be obsolete. You got to have you got to have what you're supposed to have. Yeah, you got to have what you're supposed to have. That's so funny. They didn't have stamps. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing here, people? Exactly. Um, OK, my mentor. So, of course, my mom, um, she is so gentle. Oh, my gosh. I want to be like her every day. Like that I like wake up because she's so she's so tender and kind and selfless and like she'll help you do whatever it is you need like it doesn't matter what it is like she'll help you do it and I've always admired that about her and the way she sees people but I will say my first mentor outside of my mom was a young girl named Mayana I think she was probably 19 
19 at the time. And um, she was like a mentor to me when um, I was probably like eight years old. She would like hang out with me and she would like she would like uh, take me different places. And when I tell you it was like the highlight of my day of my week, I just could not believe it. I thought she was so cool that she went to hang out with me. And it just meant so much to me. So after that, I always told myself like over the years that I would spend some time. um, I mean, seasons look different, but that I would spend time with somebody who was younger than me. Like, because I, I just, I don't know. Like, I just thought it was so significant the way she hung out with me and it like really blessed me. So anyways, I absolutely love her so grateful for her um and yeah what she did for my life yeah I think that's really great because I think you think you have to be a certain age to mentor someone and I think I love the example that she was 19 and did that and I just yeah like you have something to share at every age and like you know finding someone younger finding someone older and like not waiting to feel like you've arrived at some like mythical place to like pour out kind of what you've been given so I like shout out to her for doing that at 19 I feel like I was my sister probably would attest that I was not super interested in mentorship (laughs) at 19 but yeah I'm grateful for her that's so cool um okay so what did you learn from your mentor like what do you remember most about that experience and those relationships so I would say there have been maybe four significant women in my life over like from like childhood into um, young adulthood. So there was Ayana and then after her there was um, Tanya and Tanya really was like a mentor to me when I was in like high school into college and before Tanya, there was um, another youth leader that I had. Her name was Chancellor, and she was just kind of like a staple in my life through church and community from like 12 years old up. And then there was another lady named Lauren. And Lauren, I met in my mid-20s, and I just felt like she just gave me so much practical like life and career advice that I still and I still text Lauren to this day we don't talk nearly as often as we needed to but I will still text her like I need advice for you know random things like home stuff you know they they're really big into investing and things like that and I remember asking her a question about being a homeowner and she said always get three quotes um, when you're looking for a service get three quotes because people are going to quote you differently and I recently was thinking about that advice. We got a quote to get a fence um, in our backyard and somebody, it's okay, it's a small backyard. Somebody said it's going to be $3,000. I was shook. I said, at what? For some some sticks? Like, are you kidding me? Come on. I mean, I know the cost of lumber has gone up, but it hasn't gone up that much. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this homeownership is making me sweat. I honestly, I was like, this guy has got to be wrong. There's no way. <laughs> so yesterday I had a different company come out. You're, sir, I'm not paying for your kids' college tuition off this little this little yard. Sir, you're doing a lot. 
you're doing a lot. And they basically like, if you want to design, it's 2100. If you just want a plain, just like lined up fence, it's going to be 1900. And I was like, okay, that sounds a lot better. Sounds about right. So it was 3000. Did I say 30? Oh my gosh. No, 3000. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's and such I was a just like, this is a small yard. I felt like I was like, 3000 feels too high. Like there, oh, there's okay. gotta be a better price. Okay. And there was. So I, I think the guy was trying to like kind of pull one over on me and just thought I wouldn't get other quotes, but yeah. Shout out to Lauren because she said that, but yeah, I think I would say the most special thing about all of these mentors at these different yeah. phases in my life is that it really caused me to value black women and the way we really like show up for each other and in the next generation like sisterhood is so important and they taught me in their own ways in different phases of my life how to be myself how to pursue my dreams how not to be afraid of the fact that i was a leader how to believe in myself how to manage money i learned from them and a lot of stuff was stuff my mom said but the truth is like you yeah you gotta hear it from somebody else you ain't gonna listen to your everything your mom's saying you're gonna be like okay girl thank you and I think the best part was that my mom believed in mentorship so much. And and she knew all of these yeah. women. And when I was younger, the people that talked into my life when I was younger, she was, you know, had was friends with them too. And it was really yeah. important for her to know who I would be spending significant amounts of time with and like all of these things. And and I think it was just such a special part of my life because it really did take a village of women surrounding me to help mold me and shape me into the woman I've become today and for that I'm so grateful because these people did not have to take time out of their day to take me to dinner or to a movie or to do anything special for me um and all of them did and I was like like wow like y'all really believe in me like that and I just think it's so special so like never underestimate like never underestimate the impact you can have on somebody's life what about you, Catherine? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really good. I love that. Um, I, so when I was in college, I would say I was um, mentored or discipled by the, I was a freshman, my freshman and sophomore year by, she was a junior, freshman year and then senior, um, Karen, young white woman. And I, it's like that relationship to me still, I look back and it's like a miracle because she just was so invested in me. And like some of the things that we we like read through this book, I think it's called like having a Martha, wait, no, having a Mary Heart in a Martha world about like just managing like busyness and like how you like whatever. And I feel like for me, I think back to that like time of like studying that book with her a lot in terms of like how I'm managing like just like life stuff, which is like balancing just like kind of what I said, like with my mom, like taking time to pay attention because I'm like a very task oriented person. And so I feel deep in my soul Martha's angst about this house being dirty I have to feed all these people and you know like so I and this kind of tunnel vision and so I feel like Karen was very helpful and I think just like adjusting to college and like what does it mean to make your faith your own kind of away from your parents um and so just kind of like that sort of how do you do a devotional practice sort of those like like practical things of of what does it mean to be like a Christian? I, I learned a lot from her. What does it mean to be a Christian in your early twenties? 
as a young woman. I feel like I learned from her. I will say a couple things, though, as just having different mentors in different phases or aspects of my life. I would say don't feel like you have to get everything from like one mentor. So like you can have different, you know, people do different things because I and for different reasons and seasons. And I would say, uh, yeah, like don't close yourself off to like people who could be mentors just because they're like don't have like this ideal you know, I don't know, like, because I feel like to me, like, as like, a, you know, like you want, for example, like, okay, I want to mentor in my like professional career, mm-hmm. which is great. But there might be like some a woman who was a stay at home mom, you know, and has raised four children that would just be maybe she can't tell you like, oh, you need to go to this meeting or do- join this organization. But for who you are as a woman and your character it's just like a great fit. And I feel like sometimes I, I'll speak for myself. I could be dismissive of like certain types of women because I was like, uh, I'm not really, you're, uh, I want to do this. You seem like you're over here. Um, but oftentimes found those relationships to be like the most fruitful and the most encouraging. And sometimes it's just helpful to talk to people who don't, are not invested in you for what you do, but for who you are. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think it's, people who take time to like mentor because you don't get paid I mean (laughs) you know maybe the payoff is one day you know like I don't know like they'll mention you in their you know book whatever but I think oftentimes you know this like quiet these sort of quiet ways in which you're investing in people and you won't really know until you get to heaven truly I think um and all the ways that you might have impacted someone in their life so yeah, I think with mentors, I even have, oh, so one of my favorite mentors was this woman when I first, my first job out of law school, first professional job. And I found her to be kind of abrasive, honestly, when I first met her. <laughs> <laughs> and I just didn't understand. I felt like she was so hard on me. Like she was my boss uh-huh. and I felt like she was just riding me so hard. And one time we sat down and had a conversation about it and she was like, I see these things in you, but I think that you like to cut corners and you're being lazy. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like such a hard conversation, but I I mean, literally I, whoever I am as a professional person, Mm -hmm. I am because of Ida Garcia Musgrove. Like she taught me so much about managing people about like, cause one of the things was like, I was like, you don't ride other people this way. And she's like, yeah, cause they don't have what you have. And they're not going where you're going. And so this sort of idea of like you, you know, even in your managing people that people require. And I use this lesson actually even in other relationships like with my family, like people require different things. And so if you like because I can talk to you on this level doesn't mean I can talk to everyone on that level. And she was like a master of like you need to figure out like you need to take time and assess the situation and figure out like what people need and not just, you know give them whatever you know you want to give them yeah she just taught me so much about like being a professional woman and like you know when it was time to like leave and like get another job like one of the things she said to me we went and had coffee and I just was like what would you do if you were me and she was like if fear is the only thing holding you back if that's why you're staying here it's because you're afraid to leave then you need to leave and I think about that all the time when I'm like afraid to do something or like where I'm like is is the reason I don't want to do this is because I'm afraid or there's like legitimately good reasons because that's not the only like there are plenty of reasons you know and God, I mean, it's been like 15 years since we've had that conversation. I think about it uh, all the time. And so, you know, but um, yeah, like just I think you have different mentors for, you know, different seasons. And then I think also, too, for like different reasons. And so I'm very thankful for 
the mentorship relationships that I've had. Cause I learned something from every, even yeah, from all of them that I think I take with me and in, into a different facet of life. Yeah. They're so important. I think it's important to diversify the type of people that speak into our lives. Um, the phases of life that they're in and to find ourselves in different settings. I would say I spent my 20s with people 10 to 20 years older than me. Yeah. Most of the time, people who are married with kids, they were in like a very different phase of life than I was in. I was like, I'm traveling the world, you know, see y'all later. And they were at a point into their life where they had slowed down a little bit. And um, I was actually like watching in real time, like the the changes that were happening for them. And, you know, they were having kids and they were navigating this new phase of life. And it was so special to see, not only because they invited me into their home um, and, you know, they're like, sometimes my house isn't clean. And I was like, that's fine. You know, like they just literally said, this is where I'm at in life right now want to hang out let's hang out and just welcome to be into their their homes and their lives and I think that's so important and so I think we need each other and in the age of the internet we are so disconnected we're probably more disconnected now in terms of like building in-person community than we ever have been I mean yes like the internet is great to leverage meeting people and then meeting them in person and things like that but it's really easy for people to only have online digital friends and community and actually not having like that in person and so I think if you can think to yourself like is there somebody in my life that I admire or would love to be like a mentor to me or I think I could glean something from and you want to connect with them like just do it like make that connection because having these people that can speak life into you encourage you Um, give you great life and professional advice. Um, I have gotten incredible financial advice from, you know, um, mentors. These things are so important. And so I feel like, yeah, I feel very, I feel very blessed, you know, to have had the opportunity to have like mentors like this in my life and to be open to it, you know, because some of them are really different from me, but their perspective is needed. Yeah, I would say a couple of things. I think, yes, I do think we are more disconnected. I do think maybe if the person that you want to be mentored by is just someone you know online, still being very intentional, being like, hey, can we have a 30-minute Zoom call every Friday or, or whatever makes sense for your life in that season? But I do think having relationships online, there's still relationships and they still need to be nurtured and tended to. So I don't necessarily think that your mentor needs to be in the same physical town as you. But I do think you need to be making a point of being intentional about having regular points of communication that are not just you like in someone's DMs. Like, if you, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's not your mentor. Um, <laughs> you know, watching someone's YouTube channel, that's not your mentor. <laughs> Um, I, cause I think the relationship it requires sort of the mentor mentee relationship requires, um, more than, than can just be gleaned to the point of what you said. 
that to me, a mentor mentee relationship is much deeper than what can be gleaned and what you're presenting when everything is shiny and polished and produced. Right. Like I love a mentor to me. It's like, who are you when you're tired? Who are you when your house is dirty? Like, how are you navigating the world, you know, as a woman, as a black woman, when misogyny and racism is everywhere, right. how are you dealing with the stress of your job? And like having those kind of real honest conversations and not just kind of what I, you know, I, I love a podcast. I love a YouTube channel, but I wouldn't say that that's the same as having a mentor relationship. Yeah. And then I would say the other thing that you said, I thought that was really helpful is, oh, when you, if there's someone you would like to learn from reaching out to them, don't be discouraged if someone says no, just because we're all in different seasons of life. For sure. But being kind of clear in what you want, especially if that person is like, like a busy kind of like high powered person um i would say you know ask because the worst that they could say is no but you know maybe in the email or the phone conversation setting out kind of the parameters like hey would it be okay for 30 minutes once a quarter for me to ask you these particular questions and like because to me especially when it comes to professional mentors People who come like prepared and are like know what they want to get out of the relationship, I think you're much more willing to like invest your time because it's like, you know, I've had many friends. I, it's so funny to be in this stage in your career now where it's like people come to you for career advice because uh -huh. I feel like I still have questions about career. I, I don't know. It just is like a weird thing when you like in your 30s when you kind of transition to that like uh, wise auntie phase. It's yeah. like, wait, when did this happen? I'm still figuring things out. But I've had a lot of conversations with friends that have had people say, oh, I want to be like, will you mentor me? And then it's just like chaotic. It's like and and I just think, you know, you get to a certain point in your like life where it's just like, OK, I want to do this and I want to help add value. But like you got to come clear about like what this relationship is, what you want. Um, and so just as a way to like respect your time and their own time so of good. like, hey, I just need to have like a 30 minute conversation with you once a quarter or twice a year about, I just want to make sure I'm hitting career benchmarks. And then maybe you have someone else that you meet with weekly to do like Bible study or yeah. like home DIY, you know what I mean? And so thinking about like different mentorships for different areas of your life in which you would want to be advanced. And, you know, sometimes like a YouTube video will do it, but sometimes you need to be like in the nitty gritty <laughs> of life with yeah. people. Yeah. I, I love that you said that because yeah, you can, you can definitely like run into people who might not have time or capacity to do, to mentor. And it, it is important to have, if you don't have a relationship with the person you're asking, like, feel free to ask, but they might say no. But I do think it can be important to have some level of relationship with the person yeah. you're hoping to contact if, to ask if they could mentor you. And like Catherine said, yeah, to have some real clear direction on what you're looking for and what you're desiring. And um, I think it's just important. I think it's to you want to know what direction you want to go into because you're trying to get, you know, like some clear advice about life. So I think that um, we're going to end this episode with something I'm really excited about, which is, Catherine, if you could pick any person you don't know personally, but you admire to mentor you, who would it be and why? 
Okay, so I've given this some thought. I can think of a lot of people. I'm glad you asked about mentorship and not just like random people I would like to meet and have a conversation with. I think if I could be mentored by one person, I would pick Dr. Yolanda Pierce, who is the dean of the Harvard Divinity School. I love her so much. Her book, In My Grandmother's House, um, about just kind of like faith from her, her grandmother. I love, she's a, you know, prominent scholar of religion, um, has navigated sort of the higher education, like landscape, um, and just seems like someone who's just really wise on like, just even just in like the practical things of what it means to be a scholar of religion, um, of Christianity, to be a theologian. So I, that's who I would pick and why. What about you? I love that. So I don't know. It's so hard to pick because there's like two people I have in mind. But I think I'm going to say Renita Weems. You know, I love Mia, like an older woman with some like seasoned wisdom. Like I really do thrive being at the feet of my elders. Like I love it. Like I've always loved it. And I think it's just because maybe partly I didn't have a choice when I was younger um, (laughs) than to be around like people who are much older than me. And, um, but I'm also really close with my grandparents. And I think that's a big part of why I really believe in sitting at the feet of your elders and learning from them. So I just feel, first of all, I love her writing style. Yeah. So as a writer, I find myself feeling like very at home with the way that she, um, connects and, um, connects with her, her, um, readers. And then also I, I um, am reading one of her books right now, um, Listening for God. And I also just love like her real approach to faith. I relate to so much of what she's talking about, especially like in this book. And um, I just think that I would, I would learn like so much from her. I probably would just like ask like one or two things and then just shut up the rest of the time and just listen. Um, because listening is so important for us, like, and in our growth. So I think that's what I would say. And I love yours because, you know, Catherine, I mean, you yourself are a scholar and like, I'm really looking forward to like your own like professional, you know, academic um, journey continuing and the ways that like you will impact the uh, landscape when it comes to religion and and coming at things from a lens from a black woman and your experience with faith and God like. Yeah, I feel like, you know, you all got to hear Catherine talk about different aspects and different thoughts from a theological perspective that she shared here. But I really feel like we haven't even scratched the surface and what you have to offer the world. So I'm excited about that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I hope. I mean, I think to your point of like, I think because I was so heavily invested in I think that's why I love youth ministry. Like Mm -hmm. I am like a youth ministry girl just because I just think so much of like, yeah, who I am as a person, who I am as a woman of faith, as a Christian. Yeah, was those years and like those women who when I was like, yeah, figuring it out outside of my parents, Mm -hmm. it really does take a village. And like if you are a parent like 
figuring out how you can get your child in a place where there are just other people pouring into them is just so valuable because yeah, sometimes, you know, my mom could say the exact same thing. (laughs) You can work together as a team. I actually, when I was in youth ministry, one of the girls I like mentored, her mom and I would frequently have conversations where it'd be like, her mom would say something. I'd be like, okay, I'm just going to reiterate it in a different way. And she'd be like, (laughs) Catherine, that is so smart. And her mom would be like, I literally just said that to her and she rolled her eyes at me. You know, that's just how it is. Yeah, I know. That's how it is. And I was like, and I told her, I was like, you know what I will say as someone who was exactly this person when I was her age, when I was a little bit older in my mid twenties, I went back to my mother and I was like, oh, you actually did know a lot about what you were talking about a lot of the times. And I apologize for Mm -hmm. how disrespectful I was when you were trying to help me. I've said sorry to my mom so many times. I know so many times. So I'm like, I'm praying for the day that she comes back to you. And she's like, oh, mom, you wow you really did the thing (laughs) yes yes so if you're listening to us and you feel like that warm fond feeling of like man that person was significant to me or I'm really grateful for them I hope that you'll reach out to them and that you'll tell them thank you for their um, contribution to your life and the ways that they have impacted you People sometimes don't know, and they're just doing what they can in the season of life that they're in to give back, and it's always great to hear how your life has been blessed by someone else. So I'm really excited to hear you all message us and let us know that you've like contacted somebody that has mentored you, and or maybe you've found a new mentor for yourself. Yeah, and I would say also too, like, to like any young woman listening, like don't despise your youth. Like don't feel like you need to reach a certain level of success, that it needs to be some sort of perfectly packaged, you know, like that you have to meet and read a book or do a Bible study or like, you know, that there are these like certain things. People really learn by doing and you have something to offer. Like you've had experiences, good and bad, that would someone would benefit from so even if it's like a 12 year old girl in your neighborhood you know and like you just hang out and you guys go get your nails done like you have no idea what God can do through that relationship and like even just like seeing someone who's like in their 20s that you know has a job and goes out with her friends like that is aspirational um yeah and so like I would say I think also too like look for the opportunity even as you're looking for a mentor or someone to mentor you in some areas that you want to grow be looking for opportunities to be a mentor you know Girl Scouts Girls Inc your church there are so many we're in a crisis i We'll bring this up Um, because I was talking to my sister about it uh, today. Like teenage girls in this country are just going through it. They are like suffering suicidal rates, sexual violence, social media, Instagram, all of it. Um, Suicidal ideation. All these things are, are, are going up. And I think as a church, like we need to take this seriously. And it can't just be the girls that come on Sunday or in our youth group. Like obviously we have responsibility to them and we should be investing in them. But there are girls in our neighborhood, like literally we're in a crisis of girlhood. And so I would say for people listening, like take this as like, maybe this is like the prompting of the Holy Spirit to like reach out and see if there's a way in your community that you can make a positive impact um, for a girl. Because yeah, you don't know how God will use that in her life. And so, and I feel like we all need to do what we can um, 
And, you know, I hear so many people that are like, oh, these kids today, like, oh, they don't have work ethic, whatever. But it's like that distances you from the problem. Right. Mm -hmm. Like so like taking some ownership of like even if they're not your kids thinking these are our kids. This is my community. This is my neighborhood. This is my church. And my pastor, who I adore, would always make this joke about his daughters, many of whom I'm like really good friends with and she listens to the podcast so she will get a kick out of this of her dad is always like I'm living with what I raised and I think we Mm. as a society as a culture like we are living with what we raised and like so we don't have anyone to blame but ourselves and if we want to see something different we need to do something different and I feel like mentorship is just a really great way um to invest in people and young women. I think for young black women, women in particular, um, who are often, you know, the last group of people people think about when it comes to these issues. Yeah, I'm going to I'm like motivated to do more in my community for young for young women. So I hope that you will feel inspired to be like, you know what? I don't have anything to offer. I don't feel like I have anything to offer, but I can take to someone to like Chick-fil-A once a week and just like listen to them talk about high school stuff. It'll keep you young. You'll learn new slang, some new social media things. You'll stay in touch with the culture. Yeah, you'll learn how to edit reels. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we are so thankful for all of our mentors and all the people who've been important to us. And we hope that you feel the same and we'll go out there and spread the love and positivity to those in your community. Thanks for joining us, everyone, for another episode of Melanated Faith. Bye. Bye.